Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Joining me on Kumite Radio is Javier Trujillo, the 28-year-old fighting out of elite fight team in Bangkok. What's going on, Javier? What's up, John? How you doing, man? Good, good, man. Uh, let's talk about your uh, new home, Elite Training Center in Bangkok. It's a state-of-the-art facility. Could you uh, describe the facility a little bit and uh, your duties? Yeah, man. Um, like we said, we just opened up this February. It's, it's probably the largest training, um, like MMA or martial arts training center in Bangkok, man. It's like 2,200 square feet. We got everything that you need to run a camp, dude, like a CrossFit area, functional training, regular weight training. Um, we have this new program for people where it's like a mixture of CrossFit and Muay Thai called Muay Thai 10. Uh, we got the Muay Thai program run by Trainer Gay, who's like famous on Instagram for just beating the crap out of people and an excellent trainer. I mean, you definitely feel ready for a fight after training with that guy. Like, I'll give him that. And... Um, and then now they hired me as running the MMA and the jiu-jitsu program. Right? So I'm just tra uh, teaching four days a week uh, in the afternoons and then in the evening time. So, yeah, man, pretty cool. A few years back when I made a visit to Bangkok and I actually saw you fight live at FMD, yeah. I, you know, I traveled around, looked at the gyms, you know, searched on the Internet. And there was a lot of, of course, Muay Thai facilities but not many MMA gyms and especially not many MMA gyms with all the facilities that elite training center has. So it's kind of a fresh, a breath of fresh air to the city, right? Yeah, man. I mean, like, like you said, I mean, there's many Muay Thai areas. There's probably, you know, only two major MMA gyms out here besides us. And I mean, we're, we're trying to push like now that like, okay, you know, Fairtex got Patea, you know, we got Phuket, obviously got Tiger and, and top team. You know, the, you got Chiang Mai with Team Quest, and we're trying to establish ourselves as, as that in Bangkok. It's as, like, the gym to train at in Bangkok if you're trying to be an MMA fighter or Muay Thai fighter. How is it growing the elite fight team right now? It's good. I mean, right now we just took on uh, three new guys. I, I got this one guy. Actually, he's here right now. His name's Stan, dude. He, he's a... Uh, He's going to be a heavyweight fighter, he amateur, no fights yet, but we're building him from the ground up, dude, but he's a freak athlete, so I, I got a lot of hope for him. Um, we got another guy from Finland in. We got um, two of the Muay Thai guys that want to transition over from the, the Muay Thai program, uh, two big big English guys, and uh, obviously Tommy, we got Alex, and then we got Paul at the moment, so that's like the team right now. Obviously, we're growing. Uh, hopefully after um, we establish like memberships in all of the other parts of the gym, then we're going to establish uh, building more of an MMA team presence. So that's, that's kind of the goal of that. From what you say, it seems like you've been doing a lot of coaching recently. A lot. Yeah. I mean, I, like, like we were talking about, I, I haven't had an opportunity to, to fight this, this year. I've been basically out for a whole year. Just, um, just, no, no promotions, you know, that offering anything. So in the meantime, I was just staying busy by coaching and and um, and building a 
a program from the ground up. And I mean, I, I like it, man. It, it, even though I, I, I don't have a fight coming up, it, it occupied my time because it was like, okay, you know, it was the first time somebody's like handed me a, a program and been like, okay, like run it the way you want to run it. So it's like, I always thought about how do I want my, my school, how would I always wanted a school to be run? And how do I want to uh, establish this? And it, it's been a fun project for me, you know? And then at the beginning, there wasn't very many students. And, and um, when, when I left Fight Lab, I was, I was seeing and hoping that, that some students would cross over and, you know, most of them stayed, which I understand because it's like people are, are you know, creatures of habit. You don't, you stick to what you know. And I had a few people come over and then, you know, I, just like anything, man, if somebody gives me an opportunity or something, I'm going to work hard, you know, and, I, and, and I'm going to put all my effort into it. And I did. And I, and I told myself, I was like, you know what, I, I, I put a lot of thought into this curriculum and, and how I want my classes to be run. And I know that once people see that it's a professional level class, that, 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 that the structure of it, by the time I, I, I tell you, if you, if you come in my class, John, by the time you leave my class, I guarantee you, you are going to leave knowing a proper takedown. You're going to leave understanding a position. You're going to leave understanding a, a submission and you're going to understand the full gamut of jujitsu. Like I, I'm proud of myself, uh, like Stan, for an example, with only two months of, of training, he took second place in his first jujitsu tournament, which I was, I was super proud of, you know, that's really unheard of for most people. So that stuff like that, um, kind of, kind of like keeps, keeps solidifying that like, Hey, you know, uh, the, what's the word I'm looking for? If, if you put in the work, people and then you show up every day then then people are going to come and now they are like right now like I, i'm starting to develop a women's program i have about two or three women that are coming on the regular i have like you know more like four to five more people coming into the the next the regular classes it's like i always just let the work speak for itself and and that's where we're at right now but i'm, I'm excited dude i'm like i said you know and and uh uh i I'm, i just can't wait to see where it goes and like for me personally like this whole coaching um, thing, like at first I thought it was kind of thankless at times because, you know, you just, you, you put in all this work every day and, and you see, but now like I'm just seeing that how, how, how much jujitsu affects people, you know, and I get these students sometimes saying, Hey man, like, thank you for what you do. Like I was in a really dark spot. Like I was going through a divorce or I have another lady who she has um, confidence issues and, and jujitsu like helped her to get over these things. And, 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 and it reminded me like with my relationship with my coaches as I was coming up and, and, and I realized like, Oh, wow. Like this, this is a great job, man. Like, you, you know, I get to do what I love every day and, and teach people that, you know, so it's been a, it's been pretty rewarding, even though I haven't got a fight. It's I've been, I've been having a blast. Man. All right. Speaking of fighting 2017, you built a lot of hype for yourself. You got you built a big following, especially in Thailand and in Southeast Asia, through uh, Full Metal Dojo. But at the end of that year, in November at FMD 15, you suffered your first career defeat. It was man, it was a crazy fight. It was chaos. You know, if anybody that has seen it, if you not if you have not seen it, you better go watch that thing. Um, when you look back at that fight. Was there something that you saw like, hey, man, like this is the key point or key time that I made the biggest mistake? Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, um, I think. So, like, after I lost, I I just went home and I rewatched it. And, like, 
you know, that's not the first time I've ever lost. You know, I, I lost as an amateur before, and 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 I and you, you know, this is MMA, dude. Everybody loses. I, if, if I mean, you're gonna tell me one person that hasn't lost, I'm gonna tell you somebody who's never really fought anybody. You know, so it, it happens. And like I said, I went home and I watched it. And like I always tell people, like when when for me, I hate losing. Like it's like the worst feeling in the world, dude. It's like like acid in my mouth. You know, I hate it. I hate it. And like every time I watch the fight. It's like, uh, I always like describe it like a bee sting. You know, you ever been stung by a hornet and it's like a, the initial pain is when it hurts the most and then it kind of goes away and then the wave comes back and then it goes away. <laughs> and then as I kept watching the fight, I kept watching it until like I could look at it um, mm -hmm. objectively without any emotion and see where I messed up. And, you know, I think about for the most of the first round, I was taking it to him, you know, and then I apparently I hit him uh, below the knee and again cracked his, his cup. But like, I mean... I mean, I don't, when I watched it over again, like I hit him pretty high up and I, I don't know exactly. I don't know what time I don't he wants to be buying some like pop Warner fucking classic puck up bullshit. You know, I got a steel tie cut, bro. I've been in Thailand all the time. You get hit in the nuts. That's shit. It's part of life. But anyways, I mean, then like, you know, we have like almost a 10 minute break. So it's like, I feel like my adrenaline dumped and, and, uh, I mean, in that first round, I should have had him again because he messed up on a takedown. I take his back. I try and sink in the rear naked choke. And that was my first mistake was that he just, you know, I, I bring my hand out in front of him. He grabs it and traps it and stalls out for time. So I couldn't finish sink the choke in. And then I transition into a slick ass arm bar where I almost get in pretty deep. And where I messed up with that is I didn't control and hook the leg and establish control and, 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 and grab his thumb to make sure it pointed up towards the sky. The guy was good at jujitsu. I'll, I'll give him Eddie that, man. He's, he was good. You know, I feel like if we ran it back, you know, maybe it would be go a little bit different. I think it was a 50, 50. And I gave him a 20 pound. He had 20 pounds on me. I still took it to him. So, you know, um, I learned a lot, dude. Like I definitely learned a lot. Like my, you know, you know, I, I pride myself in being a, a jujitsu practitioner and my jujitsu wasn't good enough that day. But you know what the thing is, is that when in jujitsu, the tap signifies that you don't know enough. Mm. You know, I don't know enough jujitsu and uh, I'm going to give up some of my ego so I can live and train another day. And that, that's what I love about it. That's what I love about the philosophy. And then that's what I did. Everything I just told you, man, I, I perfected, you know. So after that loss, you know, I, I, I took some time off and, and, and just thought about, I had a lot of, a lot of life uh, transitions in that moment. And um, my friend Ricardo, he, I don't you ever met him, dude? He also used to train at Fight Lab with us, but a good friend of mine, he's the guy's like a brother of mine, but he moved back to Los Angeles. And, and uh, so he's like, Hey man, you know, I, I know you're, no, no, you're not a, no, you're not in a good spot. Why don't you, why don't you come to Los Angeles? You know, you can come stay with me. I live downtown now, you know, uh, and I'm like 15 minutes away from, uh, 10 planet HQ, dude, you should just go over there and train. You can stay at my place. I got a spare room, you know, get you, uh, get you back on your feet. So yeah, man, I, like I said, I just wanted to take some time off after that, rested up, healed up, and then, um, flew to Los Angeles and was hanging out with him, caught up. And then I just started training at 10th planet almost every day, you know, uh, and, and at first, man, like, uh, I felt like, you know, like after you lose, it's like a lack of confidence, you know, you just, you can't, you can't trust anything you do, especially after the year I had, you know, I just felt almost invincible, dude, just, you know, knock some dude out, had two quick finishes, you know, just on a roll. 
And, and then when you when when it kind of all halts like that, you know, you got to kind of, you know, kind of take a like look back and like re revalue everything. So it was just like kind of a weird spot, but I just went back to what I always do, you know, and, and it's just train. And every day when I went when I went there, dude, it's like at HQ, like the the jiu-jitsu level is is on on a completely different 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 level than than any other thing i've ever been in particularly here in asia or anywhere else man it's just like i i just forget like everybody's so good dude the blue belts the white belts everybody is really really good and it took me about two weeks but i finally started catching up with everybody and my confidence built back up and then it was nice man because i got it to train under eddie eddie bravo and i got it to train under um my my favorite teacher was uh marvin castell do you know who he is yeah uh, yeah, man, the guy famous hitting the Eminari role. And um, uh, I really, really enjoyed his classes and his teaching methods. So I found myself kept going to more, more of his classes. And, uh, and, and uh, slowly we kind of became friends. And then, um, and uh, man, like they just helped me out, like with the whole armbar thing, the rear naked choke. I have a whole system now where I promise that would never happen again, you know? But you know, I, I filled those holes in my game. And so for the next fight, dude, I think I'll be ready if that situation comes up. So, but man, I had a blast there and it, it was crazy, dude. It was like a, a trip because I was proud of myself and being like a 10th planet Ronin. Like I told you back in the day when I was hot shot and my, uh, my friend gave me the book. He was like, Hey dude, you want to be a jujitsu guy, but, uh, you want to do MMA? I recommend learning the 10th planet system. Mm -hmm. like, it's all no gi. It's all a system based around that to for MMA. So I'd be on the field line, dude, and going to sleep and just be reading that book. And then, then it was a trip that my first school was HQ, you know, listening to Eddie Bravo and, 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 and like, just, I don't know, man, it's just kind of like a trip, you know, to be like, holy crap, you know, this, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You got your first taste of 10th planet. You can't, you, you came back to Thailand you actually attended a 10th planet retreat nathan orchard at the helm uh how was that experience being able to come back and learning from another instructor a high level instructor of 10th planet jiu-jitsu yeah man it was great like i mean like when i came back you know like i said i had that newfound confidence you know just just feeling that i've been rolling with such like animals at that hq that like i felt i felt great and then when i came back i actually competed at a siam sub series mm -hmm. down in phuket uh, alex shields is a, a promotion you know and i took first in, in the advanced division and uh it was a close close match for absolute against uh what's his name tetsua uh yamada yeah yamada man that, that guy's tough dude but that was fun um yeah, so the, the, that was great. And then I saw that they were having a 10th Planet Summit down in Kotal. And um, so I signed up for it and went down there for a whole week. So it was like two two sessions a day, one in the morning, one in the evening. And for, man, it, I had a blast, dude. It was um, like, like before I moved out to Thailand permanently, I was out firefighting right outside Portland, Oregon, where 10th Planet um, Portland is, where he runs his school. And, and I've always been a fan of, of his style in particular. I feel like I actually emulate his style a lot because um, he, he broke it down very simple. There's like there's like a few different styles of jujitsu and his is called transitional, mm. which is where you're always just moving from one spot to the next to the next to the next. And I, I find myself doing that as well. So to study under him was 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 really cool. And, and 
I, I just like his his outlook on on on, on jujitsu and his and his philosophy on it, and and it uh it really inspired me, particularly as a teacher, because I could see how much he loved teaching, and I wanted to bring that to my students. So I I got a, I got a lot out of that, and being on Kotao, dude. I don't know if you've been in Kotao yet, but it's it's a beautiful island, man. And, and the guys at a Monsoon Gym and Tenth Planet Kotao, they they got a cool thing going on. So uh i'd definitely be making a trip there pretty soon so yeah i love it down there man it's great in the video that i watched i think it was a stuart cooper film of that retreat you see the board that is on the wall and that board looks like uh you know like when you watch a movie and they're trying to find or they're trying to make a connection between all the criminal syndicate or whatever there's pictures on the wall and it's all lined together with why you know lines and, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah, everything is connected right i saw that board yeah. and it kind of reminded me of that is is that something that connects with you yeah man like like we were saying before we, we started like the 10th planet system dude is it, like i was saying compared to any other system in jujitsu that i've seen i feel like like any other system, there's no correlation. There's no connection from technique to technique to, to technique. It's just like you do one thing and then and then and then you go to the next, and there's no no connection. As for like the tenth planet system, when you look at it as a whole, is like how you see it, like that board. It's like it's not necessarily like a string of like trying to find a crime, but you got to look at it more like almost like a spider web, as where like these different connections always go back to the same spot, and and. and and it was cool, especially uh, seeing that board and then like listening to Nathan. A lot of those are, are because that's kind of like Nathan's school. He always likes to go down there and he kind of helps out those guys and promotes them. So they base that around a lot of his system. So like when we're, we're drilling a lot of these techniques, you can just reference the board and you can kind of see this this massive thing that you're, you're trying to figure out. But it, it's, it, yeah, man, I mean, like I said, I think it's a very complete system. It, it's very systematic and, and it makes sense. You know, I think that's why I, I like the 10th planet system. It's very forward thinking and it's always progressing. That's where sometimes I feel other, other programs are very dogmatic. You know, they don't want to give up the gi or they don't want to give up this or, or, or whatever. You know, we've always done it like this way. So it's very traditional. That's where I feel like the 10th planet system is always just trying to push the thing. You know, once everybody embraced the leg lock or once the Danaher guys started doing the leg locks, Eddie Bravo embraced it because he knew that that's where things are going, you know, as where a lot of other people were kept trying to reject it. Now you see everybody now is on the bandwagon, you know? So it's like, uh, like I said, man, it, it's a very cool system with the philosophy behind it. I think it is, is, is genius. And I'm, I'm like happy to be a part of that now, you know, during your trip, you met, you know, a, a person that you look up to, Roger Huerta. How was that experience? Oh, dude, that was a trip, man. Um, it was like, it's like four days into it, and me and one of the other guys, we were like driving down to the beach, gonna meet up with a couple of the guys from the um, the camp, and they were all gonna go snorkeling. And um, we get down there, they're, they're all just chilling by the beach and we walk over and I'm like walking up and, and then I was like, oh, hey, you know, it's like, oh, Stuart Cooper, that's cool. Hey, man, nice to meet you. And then I like look over and I'm like, man, this guy looks super familiar. I'm like, I'm like, Logan, I'm like, holy shit, dude, it's Roger Huerta. <laughs> he's like, hey, man, what's up? And uh, and he's, he's actually the guy I was telling you about, Ricardo, him and him and Ricardo are really good friends. And I told him, hey, you know, Ricardo's my buddy. He's like, oh, shit. you know. So we started chatting it up. and. Um, yeah, man, it was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. He, he was somebody I, I looked up to like 
when I was like 14, man, when I, when I started getting into like MMA, like just as a fan, you know, um, he was like the first guy that like, I, I was a really big fan of because he, he's one, he's Mexican, you know, of Mexican descent. And I remembered like at that time being an MMA fan was like saying you were a fan of like BDSM, like, like some, <laughs> you know, or like snuff films or something is like, people looked at you weird, you know? And, um, I remembered walking into a, to our, our local grocery store and I remember seeing a, a cover of Sports Illustrated and it was like a Roger Huerta like front kicking a dude into a cage and he just like looks super menacing, right? And it's just like, you know, uh, ultimate fighting. Is it you know too brutal or is it the future? You know, I was like, whoa, dude, like, that's crazy. Like we finally got an MMA fighter on like a Sports Illustrated, like our, our, our sports legit, you know? And, um, yeah, man, and 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 he 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 has like such a cool background because he grew up in Mexico, always hustling, and then <clears throat> to make a living off of a sport at the time where where you could literally there was no money in it. And somehow he found to make a living in it, and then travel to Asia and help establish Tiger and to do all these things, just and and, and just to get his philosophy on fighting and 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 and, uh, and in life, man, was like really cool and, and inspiring. You know, I think he's down in Phuket right now training, but. Really awesome guy, dude. Uh, it was an honor to finally meet him, you know? For sure. Anytime you can meet somebody like that that has been in the game for so long, they could give you little bits of knowledge that you could take with you for the rest of your career. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, and then he was, like, like talking about losses and stuff with him, and he's like, you know, at the beginning, cause he's like, I think I think it's just that, that Mexican mentality. It's like, you know, it's always very all or nothing. And he said, like, once I moved to Asia and, and I saw how, like, the ties train and everything like that, it's like, you know what? Losing isn't, isn't the, the biggest deal. As long as you can get up and you dust yourself off and you work hard and you try again, that's all they can care and that's all you can do. And he's like, well, and at the end of the day, you know, that's that's what you got to live with. You know, there, there's going to be setbacks. It's just what you decide to do with it, what, what, what uh, defines you as a man, you know? And, and and I took that to heart for sure. So like for that, for that little piece of advice, so yeah, I thank you for it. You know, training MMA, you know, coaching, jujitsu, sparring, you get a lot of injuries, aches and pains. And I noticed that you're a big proponent of CBD. Uh, I got I got to link up with a company called uh, Canis CBD. They're based out of the UK, and um, the owner uh, Tim Kite did is a is a good friend of mine now. Really great guy. He actually, you know, um, he before he got involved with uh, Canis CBD, he used to be a rescue diver. He used to uh, help save people like down when they had the tsunami in Phuket, and he also helped uh, those boys that were stuck in the cave up in Chiang Rai. Like the dude's like a crazy super. Like he he's 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 pretty well off now, but he still does that stuff, man. And, and to me, like being a firefighter, like knowing that call of duty and call of action for like somebody who has money and who has a family and, and has no, has no reason to be out there to can go out and, and, and help those people like that is, is, uh, is amazing. But, but anyways, like for the, 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 the CBD talking to him and he was telling me about the benefits, I definitely wanted to give it a try. So I started, I started using it in February and just like these like oral drops and uh, you take two in the morning and then two at night and man, it helps out with like inflammation. So like, particularly for me or any jujitsu guy, man, you know, you're, you're getting contorted, dude, you're getting arm barred, you're getting yanked on and, and, and you're going to get pain in your joints and, and it relieves a lot, a lot of pain, man. Like, uh, at, especially in the mornings, you know, like any, any fighter who knows that when you get up, dude, it's like, I feel like an old man trying to walk around and 
and it's been kind of nice to wake up and feel like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm all right. But I, I, to be honest, I think I found the major health benefit for me was um, at, at night before you before you sleep, dude. Like what I, I highly recommend, even for you. I don't know, you got problems sleeping at night? Not really. No, good for you, man. <laughs> but like uh, for fighters and jujitsu guys, I think it's it's hard because everybody has like these bouts of insomnia. I find it really common, man. And and I remember asking a jujitsu coach one time, like, "Hey, dude, I find myself having a hard time sleeping." And he's like, "You know why?" And he's like, "Why?" He's like, "Well, because you're getting in a fight every day." Hmm. I was like, "Wait, what do you mean?" He's like, "Well, yeah, you're training jujitsu, and yeah, you're drilling, and and yeah, like you you know that you're just." training but your body can't tell the difference your body thinks you're in a fight so what happens when you're in your fight you get in it you get um a rate uh you get a raised level of adrenaline and cortisol in your in your system and whether when that happens you're you're more alert and you're more awake and if you're somebody who trains in the evening time like like normal people you know who have a day job and they can only train in the evening that's why you're up because your body can't tell the difference between training and you fighting on a street with some crazy hobo, you know, it's, it's all the same to you. So that's why you're up, you know? And, and so like, I was like, Oh crap. So that's a problem. I, I know so many fighters that have a hard time sleeping. Man. It's because, because of that, you have very raised cortisol levels. So one of the benefits of CBD when I started, so man, like any, any time I, I, I get into something, I get into it deep. Right. So I started studying about it. And one of the benefits about CBD is that, what it does is it, it, it lowers your cortisol levels, which, which also get rid of inflammation. So that's why you get get like uh, less pain and aches in your joints. And um, and also when you when your cortisol level drops, then then you're more calm, thus letting you sleep. So like if anybody's out there and they want a good sleeping routine, this is what I've been doing: is that like you get a foam roller, you get you ever get you see those? Yeah. Or like a mobility ball, and you roll out on your back for like like five to 10 minutes, you know, working out the kinks. So that way, like, you know, after you get a massage, you know how you feel pretty relaxed. Like you want to go like, like lay down or sleep, same thing, but it's a self massage. So I'll do that. And then I take a, a supplement called ZMA, which is like zinc and magnesium. Mm -hmm. And it helps to relax you as well. And then I have some chamomile tea and I just put two drops of my CBD and man, I'm out like a light, dude. It's, it's nice. Like, a like, like, sleeping is for any athlete out there is the best like in eight hours of sleep is the best ped you could be taking yeah. you know you're getting the the right amount the right amounts of hormones and and uh, like hgh and testosterone into your system to help you fully recover like uh I, did you listen to that podcast with rogan when he was talking about he had that guy on with the book called why we sleep I listened to it, but I I don't remember it. I've, I've listened to so many podcasts, I don't remember it. Dude, like, yeah. So I listened to that one, and it freaked me out because, like, all the years from firefighting, there there are days where, like, I hadn't slept, like, mm -hmm. like, like working thirty two hour shifts, like, just days where you're not sleeping. Dude, that's so bad for your health. You come, I come to find out. I read the book too, and it's like, dude, like, I was like thinking in my head, it's like, man, how many days I like just shortened my life just because just just not sleeping you know and then training same thing you just have all-nighters and when i used to work as a as a doorman you're up all night too so it's like fuck dude, you're really messing up your health and i started correlating when i had my worst injuries is when i had less amount of sleep like when i had about four to five hours of sleep at night that's when i had the worst injuries of in, in my life so once i once i kind of start putting those together i try to make it a habit of every night just going through this like little routine to kind of get get me get me relaxed and put me to sleep so every night i got eight hours of sleep and, and 
lo and behold, dude, I think just from that alone, from the CBD, like that as a, as a, as a benefit has, has been super key and just, just for my overall quality of life, man, it, I think for anybody it's, it's great. You know? so, uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of it. I think anybody out there, I highly recommend it. Do you think that the CBD has a, a mental effect, a cognitive effect on you? Um, if anything, it has a calming effect. I don't, I don't really see that it has like, um, like some people are, they're afraid because they, you know, it comes from the, the marijuana can, uh, the cannabis plant, but it's only one part of it. Right. So you have the two, um, chemical components, you have the THC and then you have the CBD and it just completely isolates the CBD part. So there's no psychoactive effect of it, but the CBD is known to have a calming effect. So for like people who, um, have like anxiety or like people who like um like have like kind of like depression or any of these type of things it's it's been known to kind of calm them down mm -hmm. i i haven't personally seen that benefits but maybe somebody else does but um yeah that studies have shown that it can help to relieve anxiety and, and stress and all these things because why because you're lowering your cortisol levels mm -hmm. right lower your cortisol levels you lose you, you lose weight you you maintain a healthy um healthy sleeping pattern and and i think it's cool, man. It's a wonder drug, you know, and, uh, and for cancer patients, like it's been known to help eat away at cancer and help aid on it. It's just, it's just it, I'm excited that like now, like you're seeing it in England. Now it's becoming legal. You see now it's in 18 different States in America. Now these things are becoming legal just because we're seeing all the benefits and, it, and it's crazy that like, you know, we've like, nobody can be adults about this and be like, listen, man, this thing is obviously a medicine. <laughs> like, everybody chill the fuck out. <laughs> you know, I've seen what it's done for my life. I've, I've seen somebody who's going through cancer who was, was also taking this. Um, it completely reversed it. God, he had a tumor in his brain, and so they couldn't do chemotherapy on him. So, so um, what they did is they gave him the CBD and then they gave him um, this THC oil called the, they call it the Rick Simpson protocol. Mm -hmm. Anybody should look it up online if they know somebody who has cancer or, or anything like that. I think it's, it's, a, it, it's really important for people to know this information. But this guy, I met him, he had a, a tumor that was growing in his brain. It was like, or not a tumor, but like a cancer cell that was growing in his brain. And he's starting to shut off his motor functions. And after taking this, this Rip Simpson protocol, which is concentrated THC and concentrated CBD, they shrunk it by mm. 80%. When That's I first met him, the guy couldn't talk. And we'll devote like three weeks later when I met him, the guy could talk, he could move his hands. And it's amazing that. And, and, and what, why, why, why are we keeping this illegal? <laughs> you know, for what? You know, it's saving people's lives and, and, and it's, and it's you know, like, like I said, the more and more I delve into this, I can see like, oh, holy, shit. you know, this is an amazing plant, you know, and, and, and we got to get the stigma and the fear out of it and, and, and embrace it. Like, Hey, this is how we're going to save people. You know, it might save your parent. It might save my parent one day. So be educated. Well, Thailand is moving towards legalizing it for medical use very soon, right? Yeah. Um, yes, because you know, with the number one cancer, uh, the number one killer here in Thailand is cancer. Mm. And so now that they're seeing that 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 this Rick Simpson protocol can be be done, and 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 you're now you're seeing doctors here that are slowly backing it more and more, and they're they're holding conferences here, they're realizing that yes, there is an actual benefit for it. And I think economic wise, if it's the only Asian country 
that that legalizes medical marijuana, you think the, think about the economical boom that this country will have will be huge. You know, it will no longer have to be just tourism; it will be medical tourism that everybody mm-hmm. comes here because you can go and, and, and get your cancer treatment here. You know, and, and not get the effects of uh, chemotherapy or, or radiation and slowly killing yourself. Like you can get it and, and go through your treatment and. And it'd be well, man. So I, I think it's amazing. That's why that's why I love Thailand, dude. It's very, it's it's a great country. They, you know, they get it. Definitely one of the most open-minded Asian countries in the region. Oh, for sure, man. I mean, you know, you've been all over the place, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy for it, man. I, I hope everything goes through. You know, Let, let's just see. The only question left is, what is in your future, man? Like, what do you have planned for the rest of the year? Do you have some fights lined up? What's going on with that? Well, so hopefully with the scheduling thing, if everything is all right, September 22nd, I'll be fighting for Full Metal Dojo 16, Big Trouble Little Bangkok. Um, We'll be fighting a uh, Muay Thai fighter. I don't know if I can release the name yet until we kind of have everything all signed and and on the dot, but it's going to be an exciting fight. I guarantee you guys, like I said, even though I have not fought in a year, I've been training like a freaking madman and I can't wait to get in there. You know, every, every time I step into that cage, I think it's an awesome performance, you know, uh, um, win or lose, man, it's going to be a great fight. I'm going to take it to them and I'm going to hope I put on a good show for you guys. Um, outside of that, hopefully I'll be fighting in Cambodia as well. And if any other promotion out there, man, is looking for somebody, dude, I'm here, man. And, and, and like I said, I'm here to bang. You want, you want me to put on a good show? I do. You know it too, man. So, that's the idea. Hopefully, uh, hopefully by next year, I want to try and get four four more fights under my belt for my MMA career, and um, at least as a coach wise, like right now, like I said, with all the Tenth Planet stuff and, and, and getting involved with those guys, like now they they, I'm pushing to, hopefully by January of next year, if everything goes goes correctly, um, I will have a the opening party for and the over the grand opening for 10th planet bangkok which will be right out of a week training center so then we'll be running the uh, the 10th planet system and and um have a 10th planet location based out of thailand so there'll be two 10th planet Tao and 10th planet bangkok which i'll be the lead instructor for so that'll be the good that's the goal man and uh hopefully hopefully it all works out definitely man uh yeah. if you don't know about javier you better youtube him yeah, man. <laughs> You know what's up, dude. <laughs> All right, Javier, it was good talking to you. Always good talking to you, man. I've been Yeah, man, it's always you know, fun, bro. Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, Visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumute Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast.